The following is a lecture called Ask Your Angels. The angels come to us as messengers of God. We are blessed with angelic guidance and guardians who seek to assist us in our spiritual development. The angels warn us when there is disaster, assist us in our process of birth and death, in our daily life on earth and in the afterlife where many of us walking the earth now may function in our angelic form. Many are not conscious of the love and assistance the angels give us. For many the veil is being lifted and the help and vision of the angels is becoming evident. More of humanity is being awakened to the beauty of a life lived in consciousness of their help and the cherished companionship they give. Once we discover this contact, we know deep in our hearts that we are never alone. All we need to do is ask and help will be given. That is the law. I have been working as a spiritual healer for 10 years. In that time, I have not ceased to be amazed at their wondrous efforts. They bring insight, revelation, faith, hope and forgiveness to many a needy heart. They help us to lift out of our more negative nature and see the world in a new light, bringing vision and trust, restoring us to a state where we can reconnect with God within. The angels live in the spiritual world and work with colour, light and symbol. They communicate with the language of the heart, expounding the virtues of goodness and all that is holy. In their light we are lifted to the love of God and experience the sense of unity that brings. We can ask the angels to help lift us to their special vibration where they can communicate with us. When we are down, we can ask for their help to lift and they will give it. In their light, we may receive messages of a joy and peace we never dreamed possible. Let us open to the angels and their special message. Open now to their message for you. The angels have no physical body as such. They have a body of light which enables them to move and function swiftly in the world of light. They are normally invisible to the human eye. However, when the veil is lifted and clairvoyant or clairsentient faculties are used, they can be seen and felt. The angels are on a path of evolution as we are. They are working towards unity with the Divine as we work towards unity on the path to perfection. We can look at it that we have the same God, the Mother-Father, and are both children of God. The angels live to serve the unfoldment of the plan while we in our denser matter strive to consciously cooperate with it and aspire to serving in a similar manner. When we look through the eyes of the soul, or our inner eyes, the angels become visible to us. The air about us is full of them. They live in nature, wherever there is divine life, and through their work they evolve. 
Some dwell in crystals, in the woods, in gardens. Some are attracted to the elements of water, fire, air or earth. And there are angels who have the task of assisting human beings in their evolution and guardian angels who protect us as we walk the path. It is our guardian angels who work closely with the solar angels and help us to align to the will of the soul. Their task is to guide us and be guardians, helping us to lift our consciousness and vibration to that of light. They move so freely in the world of light, flying with the speed of light. They do not have feathers, as they are sometimes depicted as having. Their wings are a concentrated mass of light that is part of their bodily existence and which, when we look through the inner eye, may appear like wings. Their inner form is radiant, colourful and made of particles of light. Through their light and their colour, they communicate with us, making symbols through which we can discern and comprehend their message. The colour may vary, for example, when looking at the army of winged healer light beings assisting the Archangel Raphael, the wings at first appear like a deep emerald green. On looking closer at the concentration of light evident in the wings, the richest violet can be seen, depicting not only their healing nature, but their ability to transform all that they touch. We may say they are so richly emerald green, they are violet. To find something to illustrate this on the physical plane, perhaps we could liken it to the richness of the colours of the feathers of a peacock. They have a luminous quality and profound depth and beauty. We've talked about the angels appearing as ethereal, beautiful, colourful beings of light and of them taking sometimes a somewhat human-shaped form with the addition of wings, which are not of a feathered kind, but of the form of concentrated light force. The people in the East have often called them divas, which means the shining ones. They have a very dynamic energy and a vividness of consciousness and of life. It is said that the angels come to artists to help them they may even guide the artists into drawing the angels as they are. Sometimes the faces may appear human, but on closer looking they are not. Even sometimes the eyes may be full of light. Such light is rarely seen amongst human beings. How can we recognise the angels? For the moment, let us simply say that you will feel the love and sense of self-acceptance and inner peace that is given. You will feel recognised and deeply cared for. You may simply have a tingling in your heart and you will feel yourself becoming more open-hearted than is your normal state of being. Of course, there are the physical signs such as goosebumps, tingling at the back of the neck, tears, heightened clarity of vision or a beautiful, fragrant smell. The Christian religion teaches that there are nine orders of angels called thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, cherubim, seraphim, 
virtues, angels and archangels. These nine orders are sometimes known as the nine choirs of heaven. To each of these orders certain qualities and activities are assigned. The cherubim excel in the splendour of knowledge, seraphim in divine love, and the thrones in the glory and equity of the divine judgments. The cherubim enlightened through wisdom, the seraphim inspire with love, and the thrones teach us to use our discrimination and judgment. Dominions regulate the activities and duties of the angels. The principalities preside over people and areas and serve as great angelic rulers of nations of the world, such as divas of particular countries, national divas we call them, come into this category. Powers keep a check on negative energies. Virtues have the gift of working miracles and archangels are sent as messengers in matters of high importance for the Christ, as we have seen through Gabriel, Raphael, Michael and Uriel. The angels, by their nature, are tuned in to the creative intelligence and love to create in a light, heartfelt and playful manner. They are light and their nature is light. We may call it light-hearted. The ability they have to be joyful and bring humour can help to lighten up what might seem like the darkest of situations. They remind us not to be so serious in our quest, but instead to allow the universe, universal forces to assist us to go through life in rhythm with the universal flow. Their symbolic language, when understood, provides insight from a high intelligence. They have a sharp mind and wit, which help us to perceive their higher meaning. The angels look from above and have objectivity that we in our subjective feeling and thinking states lack. It makes sense, therefore, that if we truly wish to rise into the light of the higher mind where they live, we could call on them for help and they can lift us. They know our weak spots and are aware of our virtues, helping us to strengthen them so that we can cooperate in the work for the light. To talk to the angels, you simply need to come to an open-hearted space. This may not sound so easy to some who have difficulty contacting that heart, and others who are hampered from contacting the angels through their negative inner voice. The angels do not resonate in unison with the negative ego, which expresses itself through harsh self-criticism or blown-up feelings of self-importance. If we feel that we have become arrogant, we can ask the angels to help us find humility again. If we feel we have become too self-denigrating, we can ask the angels to help us to find self-acceptance. When we go into negative mind and feeling states, we have to learn to be able to release the negativity instead of holding on to it. If you have difficulty letting go, call on the angel of release. I often think of it like this. If we fill our minds with worry about what may or may not happen in the future, or about what did or didn't happen in our past, there is not space left in us to experience the present now. Similarly, if 
we hold on to grievances against others, our fear, our guilt and our pain, there is no room left to experience the joy, peace and love. Worry and stress make it difficult for angels to contact us. Our astral bodies bloat up and our inner senses are thwarted at every turn. By maintaining our calm and working at keeping our thoughts and feelings in balance and harmony through meditation, contemplation and healing, or simply by using positive thinking in our daily lives, we make it easier for the angels to connect with us. So the message is, lighten up and you too may be able to fly. If we want to hear the angels, we need to stop and listen. This is also something that many of us are not good at. It can be learned and must be practiced. Be still and listen to the silent voice within. The throat chakra is the chakra connected with clear audience and is our energetic center of communication. If we wish to hear on the inner, we can still ourselves and listen to the silent voice. It may be heard from the heart center. We may sense it around the throat center. It is audible, not from without our ears, but from between them. You can affirm mentally, I open my inner ear and my inner eye. This enables the angels to contact you in whatever way is most suitable and you become a receptive vehicle for listening through this affirmation. Sometimes people align to the angels by feeling an expansion within the inner bodies and by coming into a deep resonance with the silence in which the angels speak. To stimulate your throat, inner ear and inner eye, you can use a song or a chant that will help you align provided you do it with heart. The act of singing helps connect the heart and throat centers. You can even practice making vocal sounds until your body hums with their different tones. If you were to practice such exercises for the purpose of communicating with your angels, your angels will know it and will assist you to help find the answers you need. Every effort you make to contact with them will be met with enthusiastic response by them, as that is their nature. The intent alone is enough to commence communication. When you communicate with your angels, it is as though your senses have heightened and you will be aware of moving to different levels of receptivity. The physical world may appear different on return. Colours, shapes and sounds are heightened or perhaps everything will appear less distinct. This awakens you to the knowing that there has been a shift in your vibration and you are changed from the communion. When your angels come, you can talk to them like you could another human being who you are coming to know. They are different than other human beings in the sense that they have great wisdom and know all there is to know about your path in life. You can ask them their names. You can ask them to help you find your purpose and questions like, what is it I need to know now? 
How can I best serve? It can be useful when interacting in this way to either have another person to write down the information you receive or to have a pen and paper yourself where you can write it down. This helps you not to forget when you return to your usual state of consciousness. If your angel says its name is Raphael, Michael or Gabriel, it does not mean you are communicating with the archangels. However, it may mean that the angel comes from Gabriel's group or Michael's army. You may even wish to have a tape recorder nearby where you can speak and record messages. Or sit at your computer and type what you hear. The deep connection that comes with the angelic being can provide a deep source of comfort and of pleasure. It can also bring illumination when we connect. It can be in a quiet moment when we become aware of our breath and our body, the sounds of the outer world and the roles we play in it are minimized. We are given time out for a moment to connect to the higher life, gaining insight and objectivity that has a sacred space, the essence where God can be found. As you practice, the communication can be lengthened. Trust grows and you are receptive for more help. The practice helps you let go of the need to be right and know that there is a realm where more is known than what you know. When we acknowledge that we need to learn more, we can, as we are open to it. When we think we know it all, we are incapable of learning more and the doors are closed to the higher knowledge. Just for a moment now, in this space of silence, tune in to your angel. Be receptive and let the angel speak into the silence. And slowly let yourself return many of us had imaginary friends as children and were in a lot of contact with the angelic kingdom the angels love children they are open and receptive innocent and believing they like to be called upon to guard over children and respond easily to their playful natures. Many of the female masters, such as Lady Nada, Lady Portia, Lady Yasodhara and the White Tara, have angels assisting them to bring the qualities of joy, compassion, acceptance, love and protection to children. It would be useful for us to know that by contacting our own inner child we become receptive to the angels letting them in to help and guide us making joyful and heartfelt connection.
Many children these days are more able to recognise the fairy and angel world. Often in the past, in many cases, it has been that the adults slowly teach the children that they are not real. Perhaps now the adults can begin to learn from the children to see and feel with them in all their beauty and splendour. The angels are on the path of evolution, as we are, whereas elementals are on the path of involution, or the downward path. If we wish to create a better atmosphere in our houses, in our homes, in our rooms, and drive away negative influences, making our environment harmonious and pure, we can call upon the angels to drive away the negative influences. We need to use our own will and the help of the angels. They will help us charge the atmosphere with living light and power. If we wish, we can ask them to stay and guard where we are cleansing and maintain the purity and harmony which has been produced. If we could become aware of this ability that the angels have to help us purify not only our environment but also our minds and hearts of the negative thoughts and feelings that often lead to negative actions. We could do a lot to help lift the consciousness of the earth and many of the groups on it. In the Brotherhood of Angels and Men, Hodson talks about the angels of power, the angels of the healing art, the guardian angels of the home, the angels of nature, music, beauty and art. He suggests we begin to cooperate with these angels to help with the unfoldment of God's plan. To do this, he suggests we develop purity, simplicity, directness and impersonality. If we are to uplift the human race, we need to bring the two branches of the infinite family of God into close cooperation. We can meditate in groups as a way of invoking and calling upon the help of the angels in a one-pointed and united effort and ask them to help with the special purpose we have in mind provided it comes from a pure heart, a pure mind and has good intent behind it. We can sit using the sacred symbol of the circle and direct our thoughts to the harmony and unity that we wish to create until we feel ourselves become one with the angels. We can go to the inner to do the work, visualize it happening and visualize the angels at work. This helps us all to evolve. In his book, Angels and the New Race, Hodson gives this beautiful prayer. O Holy Lord of Love, Teacher of Angels and of Men, we invoke thy mighty power in all its splendour, thy undying love in all its potency, thy infinite wisdom in all its perfection, so that they may flow through us in a resistless flood into this place or person. Before the living stream of thy resistless power, all darkness shall melt away, the hearts of all men shall be changed, and they shall seek and find the way of light. Amen.
Hodson tells us that after such a prayer, the silence and the meditation which follows brings forth his glorious power. He is speaking of the power of the Lord Maitreya, the teacher of angels and men, the Lord of love. The group who is meditating can project that power with all the force and concentration of their united wills upon the place or person who is chosen as the recipient of their aid. The angels can be directed to act to send the energy for the cause for which it was invoked. It is good to ask that the energy be sent to where it is needed most and leave that to the Lord Maitreya to decide. The amount of love and peace and light that is available is endless. It is an eternal well and it is available to those who have a pure heart. There is no limit to what this energy can do to help people who are suffering. If our hearts are open to the sufferings of people and we practice cooperating with each other and with the angelic kingdom, we will really increase our usefulness in the world. In order to get to a point of being prepared and ready to do such work, we have to go through a purification process. In this individual healing process, the angels can help us. We can call upon the angels of cleansing, the angels of purity, the angels of transmutation, the divas and light of the seven rays. We can call upon the spirit of resurrection and the angels of the Christed one to help quicken the process, quicken the evolvement of the heart so that the negative influences can be overcome and we can move towards creating the world into being a star of light which is its destiny. We can use our imagination constructively and apply the teachings that we have been given. The angels move quickly in the world of light and are set in motion by the will of God and the purified will of humanity. We can work to create a world which fulfills the purpose of our souls and one which brings forth the light, love and plan of the Lord Maitreya, who is the teacher of angels and men. He is the Christed one, the risen Christ Buddha. It is with him that we cooperate so that the kingdom of God shall become known to all on earth. The angels, or the shining ones, are masters at service. They can drive away suffering and depression and exercise the powers of darkness and disease. If we work regularly with them, they become a reality to us and when we call on them, they can come in the thousands. With their help, we can become radiating centers of light and open to spiritual life. We are coming to a time when the blending of angelic and human life and consciousness is beginning to take place. This is part of the plan of the coming new age. There is a very great and overwhelming flood of new life coming upon the earth through the spirit of resurrection. The spirit of resurrection is merging with the light of Christ to bring forth the blending of the angelic and human life and consciousness. As the spirit of resurrection sends its light, a new form of human being in the form of a winged healer comes forward. Many 
of the old forms are swept away and the new forms of beauty are coming. Humanity will have virtues that will make them more godlike. The principles of right human relations will be employed. These are the principles of love and truth and living a life based upon the principles of justice and harmlessness. When our motives are purified, we will to serve and we are coming from our hearts, wanting to bring forth the will of God into the lives of ourselves and those around us. It would seem then that we are ready to invoke the forces of nature and the intelligence of the angels. If we should try to use our will or energy to impose moral or physical danger to others or for purposes of selfish gain, then we are likely to invite negativity and ruin into what has been built up. We must learn to pray the ancient prayer, not my but thy will be done. When we call upon the angels, there is an increase in vitality beyond what we would normally be capable of. Working in a way that is spiritual, mental and moral brings the angels as co-workers who inspire and strengthen our efforts. As we link ourselves with the power and presence of the inner worlds, we open to the guidance of the beings within it. We receive their help and their strength and are able to heal disease and relieve suffering. We move out of our ignorance about disease and suffering and recognize the reasons for it. We can help to dispel our ignorance by calling upon the angel of education, the angel of wisdom, the angel of love and the angel of higher understanding. If we really wish to help someone who is sick, it would be wise to call upon the angels because they will bring the needed vitality to help the person become better and will work in accordance with the karmic condition of that person. When a person has a karmic condition which may come as a disease, the angels can help by giving them acceptance, peace of mind, a bright disposition and the vitality they need to do the tasks at hand. When the pain or the sickness is the voice of the higher world or of nature teaching us the law, we can correct the errors of thought and action which have brought the suffering and we may even come to understand the reasons for our disease. We can pray to the Lord Christ, the great healer and counsellor of humanity, with all of our heart and ask that he send his healing power to those suffering. The answer may come on the inner rather than on the physical level or it can be both. It won't fail to come. We can mentally call upon the healing angels for their help and ask them to be vehicles of the Christ light and remain with the person until he or she has returned to his or her health or wholeness or has entered into their true Dharma which is their true purpose in life. This method is adopted by spiritual healers all over the planet and has been for many ages. Only some recognize or acknowledge the presence and help of the angels in this work. When we consciously cooperate and acknowledge the Christ, there is an enormous increase 
in permanent result. If someone is depressed, we can ask the angels to lift the fog around them. We may try to invoke the person's good qualities. We can also, once we've done the healing work with the Christ light, call upon the angels to rejuvenate and replenish the person's inner bodies with their radiant light until the person is full of joy, light and happiness. We can ask the angels to remain with them when we have finished our work to help them in their daily lives until they have overcome the issue or problem. This is very often done with the angels of the pink light. Lady Nada has millions of angels at her command. When we pray for healing the angels are able to stay with them and give them the courage and peace they need to get through. The angels also help in the process of birth and in crea creating the astral, etheric and mental body of the incoming soul. There is an elemental who works to create the etheric double and the nature spirits work in unison with the etheric energy of the mother to create the etheric body. The astral divas work to create a safe environment for the mother and child at birth and during the pregnancy and to stop negative influences and harmful effects according to the karma of the child. The mental divas have within them the knowledge of the karma of the individual and within the mental diva you can see the incoming child's past lives in the aura of that diva. The nature spirits and divas, especially the divas involved in the building of the mental level, are working and cooperating with the soul to help build the physical expression of the human being. The angels also play a major role in the process of death, in helping people in the transition from the earthly world to the inner worlds, and from the physical level to the etheric, astral and mental levels, helping them as they return to soul. Where necessary and where karma is for it, they can assist us to continue our work for the light when we pass over. You may be aware that the angels are more closely connected with us now, or seem to be, because the veil has lifted. There is a great deal of pain and suffering that humanity must go through. The grace has been given for the veil to be lifted so that we can become one with the angel kingdom and awaken our consciousness to that of the angels. It is time for us to wake up. As we have seen throughout history, the angels come to warn of pending disaster and they come now to do the same. It is for us to listen to wake up and change our ways, opening our hearts to love. Certain masters and archangels are working together with the Lord Christ, who is the Lord Maitreya, the teacher of angels and men, to help us merge with the consciousness of the angels. When we do this, we become aware that there will be a new humanity, a group of people who will to live by the heart and prepare for the Lord Maitreya to come in 500 years. If we are to become the new humanity, we must open our hearts to our sisters and brothers in human and angelic form. The angels can help us clear the path 
and point out the way. It is for us to decide to fly with them and open to the great love and peace they bring and remember that the love and peace they bring is the love and peace of the Lord Maitreya, the Lord of love and the teacher of angels and men.